0: Welcome back ladies and gentlemen, it is your boy J Dash here of the Shooting Gallery Wrestling Podcast and welcome to the review of Money in the Bank, last night's pay-per-view. I have to admit, it was enjoyable. But before we get into talking about Money in the Bank, this show is sponsored by pwnnewsroom.com. Please go visit PWNewsroom.com for your latest wrestling news of all wrestling associations. NWA, ROH, Impact, A W and of course WWE and if you're into that retro old-school football gear please visit 503 sports use promotion code unhinge to get 10% off of your purchases let's get into the show I'm gonna basically just rate the show how I feel like if it was based on the five star rating I'm not giving it a five because definitely not a five star and I'm definitely not getting the one star because by far um, that ladder match by itself saved it from that god-awful rating but I'm not going to get into the Jeff Hardy and Cenzaro match, like really. It was added on on Saturday to be put on Sunday night. Just, I really don't give a crap. Why will you do that? Let's just add some. Let's add some bullshit into a pay-per-view that you knew was only going to last about two and a half hours. So why the hell add it? You could add like another segment of Sheamus or a segment of a, you know, maybe Seth Rollins talking about the match, which they did, but. Why did you add this? It was just a warm-up match for Jeff Hardy for Sheamus in a couple of weeks because backlash is a month from now. And also, I am not going to get on to the R-Truth and MVP segment where Bobby Lashley decides, hey, I'm Bobby Lashley. I'm going to show up. You know, MVP, you're going to have the day off. You go, screw that. Why will you have that in the damn pay-per-view? Well, that's another thing that was added the day before the event. Come on, Really? Really? Are we really going to start adding shit a day before the pay-per-view and go, hey, it's a part of the Money in the Bank. We're going to hype it up and let Michael Cole go on some you know, deep rant about how this is building up to be a serious thing. Then we saw again R-Truth with the 24-7 title. Now, that was good because you have to admit that R-Truth is a man who's dedicated his business and how he misses the 24-7 title. That was nice. That was like a, a good gesture. But I'm not going to be a guy that's going to be like, well, what, what's going on here? What? what? Well, why are we putting this in here? You're just talking about putting shit on TV. Yeah, but okay, that wasn't shit. That actually was something that you see R-Truth, because if you follow the WWE over the last decade, R-Truth has been the same guy, even if it was K-Quick. And for you young kids who don't know who K-Quick is, that was R-Truth back in the 2000s and maybe late 90s, but that was K-Quick. But let's get into the first meaningful match of the night. Um, Yay, we saw a recap Basically, if you watched uh, SmackDown this past Friday night, you got this match. It was like I stayed on our SmackDown review podcast with Carlos. Um, I basically said that Fatal 4-Way tag matches always come off dull to me. uh, Because there's really nothing exciting about it unless you get the Hardys and the Usos and the New Day. You might have, you know... uh, unfortunately, the revival who are no longer in the WWE. This matchup I knew was going to be a dud. I predicted the New Day two weeks ago. I predicted the New Day in our preview show, and what a surprise! New Day won. Um, it was really a dull Fatal Four Way, and I was expecting this. And yes, I had a little debate with my co-host Carlos about this, and I told him I like, "Yo, I don't think this is a you know going to be a match. You think is going to be? I think it's going to be dull." which it was, and honestly, it was 20 minutes of a dull match. I'm not bashing the athletes who were out there doing their stuff. It's just, for me, it's okay. The Lucha House Party, we know damn well they weren't getting the title. The Forgotten Sons were maybe the the legitimate threat for the titles, and Miz and Morrison, I would have thought to start seeing them separate, but you got nothing. Um, This match, the tag team titles, uh, whoop de doo and Hopefully the rumors I've been hearing about the RAW coming up on Monday night um, If the rumors are true uh, finally, we may get some <coughs> Unifications of titles uh, to make some tag some divisions legitimate. So um, But that's just rumors. I don't know any official things, but that's rumors. So let's go to the next event By the way, I gave that match. I forgot to rate the match. I give that match a two out of five uh, between uh, the, the fate of four away. Let's go to the other match, uh, the Tamiya versus Bailey championship match. Oh, yay. The same story again. Over and over and over and over and over. I, you get the point. Can we get through with this? Oh, Jesus. It was a – can you say – I can't I don't know how to say it. Um, first off, Tamiya, you're Samoan. Why are you fucking up on Samoan uh, drops? Really? That should be in your blood. That should be your training. You're in the Samoan family. That is your move, and you messed up on it. Can we end this? We knew Bailey was going to win this. They, you knew Tamia, who's been WWE for decades or decade, hasn't had a legitimate title. You actually think they're going to give him a title, give her a title? Yeah, you knew that wasn't going to happen. Jeez, um, and of course you've seen it happen. Um, but. Uh, Yay, Bailey won the championship. Yay, Bailey and Sasha are still friends. Yay, celebrate, clap. Let's have fun, let's share a beer. Can we just end this? Can we end this freaking feud? Seriously. It's not really a feud, it's partnership, buddies, tag teams, whatever. End it. It's been going on for 3 years and it's the same old same old crap. A positive side. One thing I do have to admit about the final 3 matches of Money in the Bank Thank you for saving the show. Oh, by the way, I uh, forgot to get the rating for the women's match. Um, I give that a, a 2.5 out of 5. I really didn't like it. I, it's because of my sourness for Sasha and Bailey. Um, but let's get into the three matches that saved Money in the Bank for me that made Money in the Bank very enjoyable. Uh, Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman. You know, chapter one of this feud came to a head. Braun encompasses the black sheep to battle the demented Mr. Rogers. The puppets made an appearance from the Funhouse to, to embrace an incoming, possible incoming Braun Strowman. Then you see at the end of the match the flash images of The Fiend. We knew that was going to happen. If you were listening to our podcast or you listened to the thousand other wrestling podcasts out there, you knew that this wasn't going to be a feud that was going to be a, a, a three week thing. This is a four month feud at max, maybe to SummerSlam. Uh, Cause it, you got backlash next month. And you got extreme rules, and you got Summerslam. So this feud has a chance to get to that point. It does, and we saw the characters build. We saw how Bray Wyatt can be that psychotic puppet, that psychotic demented Mister Rogers neighborhood type of character, but he got defeated. It was a good story in the match how Braun was like, oh, I'm going to play mind tricks with Bray, and then it turned. Then you saw the Fiend flash images at the end of the match, and bam, Braun won it. And I'm one of those guys who thinks, or I'm part of you guys on Twitter that think that the the person who has the Universal Championship is the wrong person to hold hold the belt. So... I love Braun. I just don't like his mic skills. Honestly, he doesn't sell himself to the... He honestly doesn't sell himself to make himself feel that he is a superior athlete to be considered a world champion or a universal champion. But this match was very exciting. It was very entertaining. It had storytelling. had good moves. It wasn't useless. There wasn't really no major mess-ups. You got to see Bray's... Uh, demented character and you got to see Braun trying to break away from the white family curse it was a good storytelling match i give this a four out of five maybe a 3.5 out of five i'm not giving it a five-star match none of the matches tonight got a five-star but this match was entertaining it caught you it kept you in and it made you want to huh this is a good interesting match let me watch it let me sit down and enjoy it because there were some times during the um, Money in the Bank last night that wasn't really paying attention. I was either on my Twitter feed or um, Talking to a buddy of mine. It was um, This match did not have it especially the next match the WWE Championship between Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre um, This was in my opinion the best match of the night uh, Seth Rollins basically put over Drew McIntyre but at the same time Drew McIntyre put over Seth Rollins we knew the outcome before the pay-per-view even started. Um, Seth Rollins, you know, the storyline was Seth Rollins is just trying to lift the championship burden from Drew McIntyre. And we saw points in the match. Seth Rollins used all of his moves and all of his specials and signatures against Drew McIntyre. And McIntyre, you know, overcame the Messiah's power. Um, McIntyre hit the claymore, won the match, but... The feud itself, the match itself, the choreographic of the match, no mess-ups, which I like. If I don't see any botches in the match, it gives it up for me. I gave it a little boost of a little rating. One thing I think was very interesting is at the end of the match, Drew McIntyre put out his hand to shake Seth Rollins' hands. and Usually, heels don't shake the hands of the faces, but it was a mutual sign of respect. Seth Rollins like, yeah, you're a legitimate champion. Thank you. That's why I got it, it could be a completely different story. Uh, but that's what I got. But one thing, thank you, WWE, for changing Seth Rollins' theme music. Thank you. That was a good, good change. And, G- and uh, Jesus, it was glorious, honestly. that You are actually making the Messiah, Monday Night Messiah, actually a Messiah. Good choice of music, good intro. I really appreciate it. I give this match a 3.5 to 4 points, just like the uh, the championship match, of uh, universal title match between Bray and Brom. It was very entertaining, um, but I think it was the best match of the night. But let's talk about the most unique ladder match in WWE history, or the risk is worth the award. Thank God we don't have to listen to that damn phrase again until maybe this time next year. Oh, I think I should have had you know kept track of how many times they said it throughout the night. Man, I'm glad I glad I don't drink. Man, we have like a drinking contest with that phrases or those phrases. Jesus, I'll be intoxicated right now or in the ER um, getting fluids in me to you know su- you know survive from alcohol poisoning. But the corporate ladder match from both sides. The men started in the gym. The women started to look like the front plaza of the, uh, the WWE facility. I gotta give Matt props to the WWE. This match was awesome. Two parts of it that I was like, eh. "Uh, I didn't like the Paul Heyman food fight as much as a lot of people I saw on Twitter did. Um, but I love the AJ Styles and Undertaker connection there. That was pretty unique. And and the Alistair Black connection there. One thing that I see a lot of fans on Twitter and on social media that they didn't like is Baron Corbin. Why is Baron Corbin going up the ladder to fight Asuka? Well, if you watch SmackDown, Baron Corbin didn't kind of mention that he would like to get both cases because he's the king, Baron Corbin. That's stupid. The one thing that really got me is how you going to make Baron Corbin this beast of a character throwing off Rey Mysterio and Aleister Black off the side of the building, but yet make him look like he's a punk bitch when he throws a 45-pound weight into a glass—a sheet of glass at the gym. And make him look like a kid. It was awesome. Appearances by John Laurinaitis, Mr. Love. And I forgot the clown's name already. Uh, but nice appearances. The The scene inside Vince McMahon's office was... It was nice. It gave me a grin, but I wasn't like, ooh, um, interesting. But the hand sanitizer for Vince. Apparently, that became a big thing, honestly. Uh, but that came... How in the hell does those little things become social media cring- uh, cringings? But, anyways, um, and also you get the WWE universe. Oh no! Why did they do? Why did they kill off Ray? Ray's contract expired, ladies and gentlemen. He is done. Alistair Black's character. If you've been watching the WWE, you know people who just do not show up for the pay per views. Alistair's Black character is starting to turn to the very darkest heel side. What I take from him getting thrown off the building is that he's going to rise from the dead. And I think Aleister Black will be the next character or the next heel slash story arc with him and AJ Styles. Thinking that AJ thinks it's Undertaker returning and it's actually going to be Alistair Black, so on and so forth. I think that's going to be a nice little twist there. Um, but basically, the ladder match was entertaining. Uh, the Dana Brooke thing inside the make-believe Money in the Bank conference room, which doesn't exist, was entertaining. But I don't don't like how they basically rose Shannon Baszler to be this dominant female in the business, and they basically just threw her to the side like nothing. Same with Nia. Um But we understand where Nia comes from with her past with the injuries. But this match was a cluster. It was exciting, but it was also a cluster. There were parts of it where that were eh, questionable and I not like it. First off, I want to say thank you for giving Asuka the money in the bank. Thank you. She deserves it. You buried her two years ago at WrestleMania that shouldn't have been buried. Same with uh, Shinsuke. I wish Shinsuke was in the ladder match as well. Given the thing to Otis from the men's, Geesh Louise, I have never saw so many bitches on freaking Twitter. Holy cow. Um, I don't know what's worse. The staying accounts that are obsessed with the women's... Uh women's uh wrestlers or the people who've been bitching for years to hey let's push the up-and-comer stars like you know the upper comers the, the next generation let's push them and once the wwe pushes them no that's the wrong person you don't should do do otis otis was you know otis made me smile because my two picks to win the ladder match were baron corbin and or for the men's size, baron corbin aj styles and they were top of the ladder and otis got it um, it was a great thing. Ot- Otis had some great scenes throughout the match. You know, the food fight. Oh, food fight! That was cl- comical. Uh, him cheering on uh, Daniel Bryan, kicking Baron Corbin, saying, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah." Then, uh, then reverse. Daniel Bryan did it to him. He was like, "Oh no, oh no, oh no." So it was kind of it was nice and gimmick for the people out there who think Otis is going to cash in the the briefcase for a championship. Not so fast. I think Otis is actually going to be an individual. Who's going to put his title, or his briefcase, online in some pay-per-view match against maybe like Ziggler or somebody like that, and he's going to lose, and the briefcase is going to go to somebody else? I see that storyline developing. It's happened before. I won't be surprised if it happens again. Overall, Money in the Bank was exciting. It had some great moments in it. The final three matches were very worth the wait. The positives of this pay-per-view were the two and a half hour uh, show. The negatives of this review was the constantly reminding about this is the most unique ladder match in WWE history or the risk is worth the reward or climb the corporate ladder. Like Jesus Christ, we know. Can you please stop? If I gave the rating, the Money in the Bank, the uniqueness of Money in the Bank this time around, out of five stars, the whole show itself, i give it a solid 3.3. Good points, but there were some dull points. But it wasn't, It wasn't. it didn't wow me. Uh, there weren't no crazy you know stunts off of ladders like you see at normal ladder matches but it was a good pay-per-view i'm not bashing it it was exciting and i wanted to you know get this review out and talk about my opinions about the review but anyways ladies and i've been talking to you guys for 20 minutes uh, this was the review show if i had my partner crying with me we'll go on for another 30 minutes of discussing it uh, but with that Please follow pwnnewsroom.com for your official source of wrestling news for all the wrestling promotions, AEW, ROH, NWA, Major League Wrestling, WWE. Go visit pwnnewsroom.com. Also visit 503sports.com for official, authentic, official, authentic, let me speak English, authentic, official jerseys, clothes, T-shirts, everything from old school football gear, baseball gear from performer to pass leagues that's 503 sports.com use the code unhinged to get 10 percent off your purchase i am jim ernie aka j dash this is my review of money in the bank enjoy raw there's a lot of rumors coming out about raw hopefully Raw's exciting and with that enjoy your rest of your night enjoy your rest of your week and thank you for listening to the shooting galley wrestling podcast me and carlos will be back at you uh with a raw review here in a couple of days Thank you. We appreciate the support. We thank you for the follows. Be safe. Be kind. We'll talk to you guys later.